Hey guys, my name is Amy and I think I'm bisexual. It all began about two weeks ago when I was on a double date. Jake, my boyfriend, and another couple were at an escape room. If you haven't been to an escape room before, it's a lot of fun. Basically, you're like locked inside of this room, obvious, and there's all these puzzles and mysteries that you kind of have to figure out to get out within an hour. Anyways, our mystery story was themed around a jail. We'd been blackmailed for murder. Room one was our jail, and we had to get out of that room. Room two was the crime scene, which we had to prove that we were blackmailed. We were split up into teams and were supposed to be working as couples. Me and Jake were supposed to be working on one puzzle and Bianca and Gerald on another. However, at the last second, Bianca decided that girls against guys, we should form a team. It was really challenging. And by that, I don't mean the escape room. I mean, I found it challenging because I actually really enjoyed being with Bianca. I think I liked being around her more than Jake. She was really funny. And she was so great at finding clues. She was super clever at figuring out all these puzzles. And I guess I was kind of attracted to her. I realized that she and I had more in common than Jake. He's a nice and funny guy, but he's got flaws like everybody else. And so do I. But here I was in this fake prison, feeling like I was jailed in our relationship. And I wanted to break free. Maybe actually being in a fake jail helped me bring these feelings to the surface. Anyways, when we made it to the next room, the crime scene, admittedly, I made it into a scene of a crime, a personal one with no relation to law. The boys were off working on some other puzzle, and I felt myself wanting to be closer to Bianca. She was putting pieces of a puzzle together to try to make a big picture, and I found myself wanting to reach behind her, put my hands on her hands. I never felt feelings like this before. Meanwhile, the guys were trying to put together some other clues and forming them in the shape of phallic objects. The guys were making stupid jokes. And again, I'm not saying that Jake is a bad guy. It's typical dude stuff. But he was joking about why do we have to prove we're not black males? Oh my God. Black male is not the same as being a black male. So dumb. I realized maybe I just am not attracted to male humor because I'm not attracted to males. As Bianca was muttering the puzzles under her breath, I found myself watching the way her lips moved. I couldn't take my eyes off of her. The whole rest of the escape room, I was shook. I didn't know really what to think. Oddly enough, we actually solved the mystery and got out of the room, but I was left with a much bigger mystery on my hands. And that is, am I bi? Since the whole thing, I've left Jake because I guess I've decided that if I'm bi or straight or whatever, no matter the case, he and I just aren't meant to be. In the meantime, I don't know if this is a passing phase or what, but I'm really attracted to Bianca. But she's still in a relationship, and I've got to respect that, and I have no idea if she would even have feelings for me. Although, I'd like to think so. She seemed like she really enjoyed my company, too. Based on the fact that I'm attracted to her, and I'm not attracted to Jake anymore... I think I'm probably bi. What do you guys think I should do to figure this all out? The teacher's eye twitched nervously when he looked at me. I stood in front of him, nervously rubbing my notebook. The girls were whispering and laughing, but the boys were ready to eat me up with their amorous stares. Katie, I have never seen a student like you. 
The teacher's voice quivered. Either you answer my question or you go straight to the principal. I squealed like a mouse. The boys were all gasping with emotion. And there was hysterical laughter among the girls. It was the toughest test I'd ever had. Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm actually a genius. But I have to pretend to be stupid to get guys to like me. Before this school year, I went to another school, and I had my picture up on all the honor boards. I could compete with a lot of the teachers in terms of knowledge. And our physicist even quit after arguing with me. And threw a real tantrum on the principal. After fifth grade, I stopped doing homework altogether because I was so good at it and I had a place at Yale already secured. But my life wasn't like a fairy tale. I guess it's no secret that guys don't like girls who are too smart. I have a beautiful appearance, but my intelligence scared away all the admirers. When I was on another date, I'd get a little carried away and I'd start discussing the stages of evolution the boundaries of the universe or the splitting of atoms. The guys would just blow right off and they wouldn't even talk to me at school. But I wanted love so bad more than anything. So when I got transferred to a new, better school in the state, I decided to change my life. Why do I need brains that outshine my beauty? I want a boyfriend. I want dates and attention. So I decided to play dumb. And according to my calculations, it was going to help me. The first day, I went to school as a living doll. The guys were drooling, but the girls were a little wary. I'm a quick thinker, so I went straight to the breach. Walking down the corridor, I supposedly tripped next to a handsome man, and he just happened to catch me. Baby, are you okay? He played with his eyebrows. Wow, you're strong. I squeezed his biceps. Are they made of steel? I just work out a lot. He answered proudly. And I drink protein. Do you drink them right? How much protein do you consume? What's your protein base? And is it certified? The guy's look immediately changed. He was batting his eyes stupidly. And I think he froze. I'm getting carried away again. What the hell was that curse? Okay, that was a slip. But I almost made it. I decided to change tactics and try my luck with a smarter guy. After picking the best-looking one in biology class, I paired up with him. Everything was going great. I was dumb as hell, and he felt like a real hero. He even put his palm on mine. It took my breath away. But what is he doing? This isn't right at all. I took the guy's microscope away. Are you an idiot? It's so clear. What the hell did you write? Katie, I... The poor guy started stuttering, and I started to rewrite the whole thing in a frenzy. And by the time I realized what I'd done, the guy had already run away. And from that moment on, he was on his way to avoid me. What a genius idiot I am. Even zombie wouldn't eat my brain. I'm too smart. But I invented a new tactic, and I joined the company of beautiful fools. Around them, the guys walked like a herd of buffalo at the watering hole. I couldn't understand how it was possible. Even cats are smarter than these girls. Even my microwave knows more tasks than they do. The only thing that saved me was that I am a fast learner and could adapt to their strange behavior. Pretty soon, I could pretend to be so stupid that my brain was catching critical errors. And it worked. 
I was hit on by a real hottie. Pete and I went on a date, and this strong man was literally carrying me in his arms. I had never heard so many compliments about myself before. One day, he took me to the gym to show how strong he was. Wow, what a barbell. I went over to the dumbbells and looked at them stupidly. It's dumbbells, he proudly announced and hugged me. You don't know anything about it, do you, cat? No, will you show me? Sure, baby. That's a kettlebell. He held up a huge kettlebell, and I was fascinated by his muscles. And this is where I set my record. No one can beat me. Pete went over to the weight machine, set his maximum weight, and pushed the lever as hard as he could. I'm super powered, you know? I'm like Superman. And then I started shaking with anger. My brain was screaming, and it became hysterical. Even my eyes went black. Superman, that's just leverage. I went over to the simulator. I made the lever longer, and I adjusted it. And then I put my little weight on it and did the same thing Pete did. It's basic physics. What is wrong with you, Pete? How can you be so stupid? There was laughter from all sides of the guys. Pete's lip trembled, and he ran away. And I slapped my forehead with my palm. I'd ruined it again. I was already desperate, thinking it was all useless. Plus, my studies made my teachers furious. I came in here with the best performance, but in reality, I couldn't solve an elementary example. Because of my disguise, my parents were hysterical, and I made up stupid excuses. I was getting ready to get smart, but then I met Caleb, a musician from the parallel class with an angelic voice. He was incredibly handsome and cool, though he was on the verge of dropping out. I don't need to study. I'm a musician, he was saying. But Caleb was so charming that I fell in love. He wooed me beautifully, composed songs, and gave me the most unforgettable dates. You're so good to me, Cat. You're so simple, not like those nerds. I hate nerds, I murmured, melting in his arms. I was finally done messing things up. My brain was just shutting down from love. But at the end of the semester, the midterm test began, which brought me back from the dream world. Caleb was so bad at studying that he wasn't even bothered. He'd be expelled for sure, and so would I. The teachers wanted to get rid of me on principle and wrote angry messages to my previous principal. Yeah, I really screwed him over. He vouched for me. So, in another algebra class, I got axed with an elementary question. Caleb was staring at me with love, and the teacher was freaking out. Boyfriend or career? A choice that seemed impossible to me. That's where I started my story. Sit down, cat, the teacher said nervously. You can go right after class and sign the expulsion papers. No! I came up to the blackboard. Give me your tasks, all of them. And I solved them all by writing all over the blackboard and even the wall. The kids looked at me with their mouths open, and it was like the teacher saw a ghost. Lesson after lesson, I amazed everyone. I pulled all my grades in just a few days, and the teachers, even the principal, saw me as a real treasure. But Caleb wasn't thrilled. So you're a nerd, he said disappointedly. Yes, but we're good together. You lied to me. You're a crammer, cat. 
I don't mess with nerds. You're a fool. I got angry. You'll get expelled. You won't even be able to play music. All the rock stars were nerds. He retorted. When? The 80s? Ow. This is the 21st century. Give me a break, cat. You have homework to do. He left, and I was filled with anger. How could he treat life like that? He'll ruin himself and be nothing. I stormed into his rehearsal room, blazing with anger. Come here, I said sternly and dragged the boy by the hand. What, are you out of your mind? Just drop your guitar already. I was as unstoppable as a snow avalanche. When I took Caleb back to my house, I locked the room where my books were already prepared. Cat, are you out of your mind? Sit down and listen. I sat down next to him, textbook in hand. Get away from me, why are you doing this? Because I love you, you fool. I won't let you get kicked out of school, understand? I'm not gonna read any stupid textbooks. You won't, just listen. You're a musician and you're better at hearing information. That's why it's hard for you to memorize lyrics. I made Caleb listen to himself. We took breaks for tea and conversation, and then I'd go back to hammering it into him. The kid didn't like it, but I managed to teach him for days at a time. Cat, that's it, that's it, I don't like it. Okay, I crossed my arms around my chest, my anger overwhelming. School's not my thing, Cat. Yeah, you're better off living with your parents until you're old, work at the diner, play guitar in your spare time. Maybe even play at a cafe or two. Good luck, Caleb. When he left, I cried. I'd fallen in love for the first time, kissed for the first time, and he ruined everything. When he gets expelled, we'll never see each other again. He doesn't want someone like me. And I guess it wasn't love for him. For a week straight, all I listened to was the song that Caleb had dedicated to me. And then, in a heartbreak, I deleted it. I made my choice, but as soon as I did, I heard the same song from across the street. Caleb? I almost fell out the window. I'm sorry, Cat. I'm an idiot. Caleb put the guitar down, and then he showed me his textbooks. I don't want to drop out of school, because that's where I see you. I love you, Cat. Will you help me pass my exams? I was so happy. I was ready to fly. In the evenings, I taught Caleb on my own, and at night, I recorded audio lessons for him. When he couldn't come to class, he'd listen to my voice on his headphones and learn. Even when he was driving his car around town, I could hear my voice through the speakers. It was exam day, and I couldn't help myself. I gave my boyfriend a big kiss. You can do this, Caleb. Just know that I love you. While we waited for the test results, Caleb wasn't himself. The teachers and principal just chuckled indulgently, and they were surprised he was still in school. Even his friends were convinced that he was going to get kicked out of school. But worst of all, Caleb himself was sure of it. Classes with you were the best time of my life, he said. Caleb looked at me sadly. Thank you, Cat. I won't forget that. I burst into tears, thinking this was the end of our relationship. The next morning, after a sleepless night, I heard screams under the window. It was Caleb, and he looked like a happy puppy, not a badass rocker. I passed the test, Cat. I'm staying in school. We can keep our hands off each other for days with joy. Finally, my intelligence was able to help me get on with my personal life. 
and also help the person I love. Even now, Caleb often listens to my records and learns new things. But he doesn't forget about music either. Guys, if you think being smart is a curse, give it up. Intelligence can give you so much more than popularity in school. Don't sacrifice your future for supposed fame. Are there any of you who suffer because of your intelligence? Share your stories in the comments. Like and share this video with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell. I woke up to a loud pop. Frightened, I called out for my boyfriend. Tom? Tom! But Tom wasn't there. So I had to find out what had happened. I cautiously looked through the window. I saw my boyfriend coming down the drain pipe, and some girl was loading bags into it. One of the bags burst, and our family jewels scattered all over the pavement. You can't imagine how shocked I was. Tom, what's going on? I yelled. The guy, meanwhile, jumped to the ground, walked over to the girl, and kissed her defiantly. Then he shouted, I used you to steal your family's money. The whole world came crashing down at the same moment. Tears rolled down my face. Stop. You probably don't know what's going on at all, do you? Let me start from the beginning. My name's Lissa. My parents own a huge factory. And we're rich. Very rich. How did I meet Tom? And why didn't I realize right away that he was pretending to steal our mansion? One day, I was walking through the mall with my friend Lily. We walked from store to store until we reached the most expensive boutique in town. The name spoke for itself. Luxury. Once inside, we immediately noticed the stunning shoes. Gold color, decorated with rhinestones. Unbelievable. The price was not significant. $200,000. But I fell in love with them at first sight. So without thinking twice, I took the shoes to the checkout counter. I was greeted there by a guy with the name Tom on his badge. Did you see the price? He asked in surprise. Yes, 200000 Here's the credit card. Tom almost dropped his jaw as he processed my purchase. He packed my shoes very carefully, and Lily and I headed for the exit. Suddenly, Tom called out to us in an uncertain voice. Excuse me, I'm going to finish soon. Would you like to have some coffee? Lily and I looked at each other, and then, without even turning around, we laughed out loud. We found the idea of going out for coffee with an ordinary salesman hilarious. My friend and I said goodbye in the parking lot. As I was driving down the highway, in my rearview mirror, I noticed a suspicious car that seemed to be following me. Even pulling into the grounds of my mansion, I saw the same car drive by slowly. Maybe it was just a coincidence, and he was on his way. I walked into the house, a huge mansion on the outskirts of town. Already in the bedroom, I unpacked my purchase. I twirled in the shoes in front of the mirror for a while. Very beautiful. I wish I could have gone to school in them and wowed everyone. Even though my family was one of the richest in town, I still had to go to an ordinary school with children from poor families. Unfortunately, there were no other schools in the area. Oh, what a contingent it was. For example, the next day while I was walking down the hall, some nitwit shoved me, which caused the books I was carrying to scatter all over the floor. What a jerk. I gritted through my teeth. I agree. Someone handed me one of the books. I looked up and saw the cashier from the store. Tony? I asked in surprise. 
Tom, actually. Actually, I don't care. I'm new here. Can you show me around the school? I laughed out loud without another word, carried on with my business. At the end of the day, there was a nasty surprise waiting for me in the parking lot. One of my tires was flat. Oh, crap. Wow, that looks like a serious puncture. Tom whistled. It was like he'd appeared out of thin air. I was not in the mood and barked, Piss off! Okay, just wanted to help you with changing the tire. Wait! <sighs> I sighed heavily. The spare's in the trunk. Tom jacked the car up and replaced the tire. He did it easily, like he'd been doing it since he was a kid. When he was done, the guy asked me, How about a cup of coffee now? Just for a little while? I only said yes because he helped me. Tom nodded and jumped in the car. We drove to a coffee shop nearby. At first, Tom struck me as very chatty. But I had to admit, his stories were very funny. One of them made me laugh so hard, <laughs> I even got coffee coming out of my nose. After the cafe, I volunteered to give Tom a ride home. But he politely declined. I shook my hands, started the car, and drove off. I could forget about the meeting, but at dinner, I accidentally spilled grape juice on the white tablecloth, and in the red stain spreading across the table, I suddenly saw Tom's face. There were his cheekbones, his forehead, his funny ears. I admired the stain and sighed languidly. My mother's voice brought me back to reality. Maybe you can help me take off the tablecloth. Okay, Mom. I spent the rest of the evening cleaning the stain and thinking about Tom. This had never happened to me before. I think I'm in love. When I met Lily at school the next day, I told her everything. My friend frowned. That Tom came out of nowhere. Don't you think that's weird? You're right. I should have gotten some information about him. Lily was worried about me. She was my best friend, and she was the only one who could deal with my hot temper. And what was our surprise? When we met Tom again outside the school, in his hand, he held a glass of coffee. Here, your favorite, with almond syrup, I remembered. The guy winked. Oh, thanks, but Lily and I have to run. I grabbed a glass, and my friend and I quickly left. I needed a break to find out who this Tom really was. So at night, I planned to check all social media and find out more about him, but not until after the gym, which I did every Wednesday. I stayed a little longer than usual that day, so I had to walk through the dark parking lot to get to my car. Just when I was opening the door, I heard a whistle. When I turned around, I saw the figure of a huge boogeyman emerge from the semi-darkness. He muttered, Beautiful car. Must be expensive. His stone gave me a good scare. I wanted to run away, but my legs stopped responding. I'll call the police! But it wasn't so easy to scare the man. He had already stretched out his arms to grab me. I squeezed my eyes shut with fear. But a few seconds passed and nothing happened. I cautiously opened my eyes and saw Tom. Next to the guy was the defeated boogeyman lying on the pavement. He was shaking his fist and screaming in pain. Come on, let's get out of here, shouted my savior. You, you saved me, I whispered. Tom put me in the passenger seat, and he jumped behind the wheel. The car screeched out of the parking lot. I told Tom the address of my house. When we pulled up outside the mansion, the guy exclaimed, Wow, this house is huge. While he admired the mansion, I admired him. 
It was great that he'd saved me and brought me home unharmed. Tom started to say something, but I didn't listen. I clung to my savior and kissed him. Tom hugged me and we kissed for a few more minutes. However, it was time to say goodbye. At home, I couldn't stop thinking about my Prince Charming and I fell asleep with a smile on my lips. So, did you find out who Tom really is? Lily asked me the next morning. Yes, he's my hero, my savior. My friend was confused when she heard me say that, but I didn't have time to go into details. I wanted to see Tom as soon as possible. So, I invited him over to my house for dinner. Come over tonight, and I'll show you around the mansion. I'm sorry, but I'm not ready to meet your parents yet. He hesitated. Don't worry, they're gone for the weekend. Tom closed his locker, smiled, and nodded. In the evening, I met him on the doorstep, and we had a real tour of my house. We visited almost every room. But for some reason, that study interested him the most. He was looking around with a keen eye. He was especially interested in my dad's safe. Tom kept looking at it, and then suddenly started asking strange questions. When did your mom and dad meet? When were you born? And your parents? I was glad that Tom wanted to know more about me and my family, so I gladly answered all of his questions. After the tour, I invited the boy over to the table. We ate and chatted happily, and then Tom poured me my favorite grape juice. I was extraordinarily lucky to meet you here to our meeting, and you. Bottoms up. Wonderful toast, Tom. We clanked glasses, and I drank the juice. Suddenly, my phone rang. It was Lily. I had to leave the table, go up to my room and answer it. My friend was really hysterical. She was screaming, I checked it out! Tom the burglar! No way! I couldn't hear another word. My ears were ringing, my eyes were getting blurry, and my legs buckled, and I fell down. The last thing I remembered was Tom's sly smile, and the rest you already know. When I woke up, my head was literally pounding. Of course, the creep had put something in my glass. Tom had bagged everything he could find, and now he was about to flee the scene of the crime with his girlfriend. I used you to steal your family's money. I felt so sorry for myself, but wanting to rip that bastard to shreds helped me pull myself together. Meanwhile, Tom and his girlfriend jumped in the car. I ran to my dad's office. The safe was open, and there were bills scattered around. So that's why Tom was asking all those questions. He wanted the password to the safe, and apparently, he had succeeded. I rushed downstairs to the main entrance. I opened the doors and saw Tom's car heading for the gate. Well, I'd have to give chase. I wouldn't want to give up everything that belonged to my family that easily. But the tire of my car was flat again. It was in the same place it had been in the parking lot. Now I knew. Tom had a whole plan to lure me into his web. He slashed my tire outside the school, and that bouncer didn't just show up at the gym. Tom had sent him too. That bastard had to do everything he could to get me to like him. Well, he succeeded. He had me wrapped around his finger so easily. I ran out into the road in a panic. But all I had to do was to watch the crooks car leave the grounds of the mansion. Exhausted, I sat down on the pavement and wept bitterly. Suddenly, the sound of a police siren was heard somewhere nearby. This was my last chance to set things right. As I ran out the gate, I saw Tom and his girlfriend being detained by the police. Standing next to the police car 
was my Lily. My friend rushed toward me. Are you okay? I am now. Did you call the cops? Yes, right after the call. We hugged. I was so grateful to Lily for being there for me. You're lucky. The robber took a long time with the safe and didn't have time to get away, said the policeman who came up to us. Thank you, officer. I walked over to the patrol car. Tom was sitting in the backseat handcuffed. He looked at me with eyes full of hate. I smiled and waved. The police left, and Lily and I went back to my place to celebrate my rescue. By the way, that story had taught me something. After I'd almost lost everything, I realized that I was worthless on my own. So it's time for me to change. I'm learning to be kinder and better, and Lily's helping me do that. What life events made you change? It would be great if you could tell me your story in the comments. And don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Bye! Mrs. Dunn, I can't let you in. The head of the mansion's security said sternly, blocking my way to the helipad. He used to be good to me. That's right, I'm Mrs. Dunn. It's my house too. Get out of my way or I'll fire you. I didn't even think I could be so bossy. Your husband said that you are deprived of your right to property. It is true, temporarily. This square cretin coldly rapped out and smiled disgustingly. You want to know why it all turned against me? Well, okay. My name is April, and this is the story of how I married the ugliest but richest guy for his money. I freaked out and went to the garage, where my faithful personal driver was always waiting for me. But the driver refused to drive me too. He just looked at me in disappointment and said that after what I'd done, he wouldn't even let me get in the car. But we're friends, help me. I pounded my fists desperately on the limo glass. Mr. Dunn is my friend too. I never imagined that you could hurt his heart so much. The driver shook his head and turned away. Well, I don't care, I'll take a cab myself. While I was hailing a cab, it started pouring rain, and they wouldn't even let me under the roof. Everyone in the mansion hated me. Although having lived in poverty for a long time, I imagined life in the mansion as something fabulous. You think this is going to be a story about a poor gray mouse that no one noticed? No, it wasn't quite like that. That's the thing, I've always been beautiful. I didn't have any money for makeup, but even without it, guys liked me. In fact, it was for my natural beauty that they valued me. But our life is not a love affair. Beauty doesn't matter to many people, if you don't have a scent. First of all, my terrible worn clothes ruined everything. Even the guys who liked me didn't dare go out with me because they'd just get laughed at. Secondly, my mother worked as a janitor at school and was strict with everyone. She was always trying to protect me, but it didn't help because I was an outcast for the rest of high school. I had a hard time getting into college. It was there that I finally began to feel like a normal person. The students didn't pay as much attention to my status. I realized this when all of us, poor and rich alike, gathered for a student initiation ceremony. There were several hundred of us in the gym. Everyone was having fun. And then paint came pouring down from the ceiling. It was really cool. Then the senior men handed out water pistols. We poured water on each other. And student life would have been fine if I hadn't, out of habit, avoided people. I had only one friend, Ellie. I was blowing guys off because I was ashamed of myself. 
But then there he was, my future husband. There was a rumor going around college that Dylan Dunn was going to appear in person at the session. All the girls were excited, and some of them even changed their looks to get attention. Ha! <laughs> Dylan Dunn. Is that shirt for Dee Dee? That is so ridiculous. I was amused by his first and last name. But Ellie didn't share my humor. This is the son of Alan Dunn himself. Someday his designs will eclipse the glory of Apple. So that's what this is about? Is it all about the money? I didn't even try to hide my disappointment. He is a millionaire, and he must be so handsome that our athletes can't compare to him. No one has ever seen him before. Indeed, Dylan was not on any social network. The mysterious millionaire. And there were a lot of rumors flying around about him. Some of the girls even suggested that Dylan and his family were mysterious vampires with unimaginable wealth, like in Twilight. But the guys were only leaning towards one theory, that Dylan Dunn was just a rich jerk. And then the day X came. Dylan arrived at the college in a fancy limousine. Everyone was shocked. The limo door swung open all by itself. The girls gathered around in anticipation to see how the handsome man would step outside and the sun would sparkle on his cold, pale skin. All these dreams were shattered by amicable laughter and whistling. Out of the limousine came a guy as ridiculous as possible. Nickname Dee Dee suited him perfectly. He was unnaturally thin, with long, bleached hair. Instead of a classy, stylish suit, he wore stretched, shapeless clothes. On the first day, Dylan was named the ugliest guy in the entire college. But you know what surprised me the most? The girls still ran after him. I don't get it. It's about the money again. I was pacing around my friend's room, fiddling with a pillow. People don't care about your looks as long as you have money. Ellie calmly watched how the contents of her pillow were flying all over the room. And you think that's normal? I hate greedy people. April, relax. My friend even stood up. Why does that worry you so much? Because I've never held more than a thousand bucks in my life. I've never had any money, and greenbacks ruined my life in high school. Everybody's so obsessed with it, they forget about humanity. And then I noticed that my friend's entire room was like covered in snow. I destroyed all the pillows. The worst part was realizing that secretly, I wanted to be rich too. I told Ellie one thing, and in my head I kept thinking about the fact that I wanted, for once, to feel what it was like to be rich. And soon, I had a chance to find out. In front of a pair, Ellie caught me in the hallway and took me aside. Dylan likes you! Her eyes lit up with excitement. Why would you think that? He looks at you in that way! And half the girls in college want to kill you for it! That's ridiculous. I turned away and suddenly bumped into Dylan. The weirdo stared at me without blinking, and then he held out his skinny hand and smiled. Oh no. Or, oh yes. What should I do? My head simply shut off at this moment. It's not just a guy, it's a millionaire. If I reciprocate, then all my troubles will disappear on their own. I would have money. On the other hand, I didn't want to stoop to those who chase guys for money. And Dee Dee, though a ridiculous freak, is still a human being. I couldn't do that to him. And you already know that I couldn't resist the temptation for long. It all started with gifts. Dylan didn't dare give them to me personally. He'd toss them to me, 
or give them to me through the guards. And he himself watched me closely from a distance. At first, I just ignored the gifts, and then I started giving them back. Dylan, don't waste your money and my nerves. I don't want anything from you. I'm sorry, but you are not my type. I returned the unlimited membership to the best spa center in town that he'd given me. Dylan said money was such a small thing. The most important thing is a person's soul. And then he added that he could see he wasn't my type. But he didn't understand that, because other girls are not repulsed by his looks at all. I had to tell him the truth, and I told him honestly that for a purse full of millions, they are ready for many things. I know, he answered with a smile. That's why I like you. Accept my gift. It's from the bottom of my heart. You barely know me. Why all this? Dylan said that I was the only one and that he really liked me. Me? Oh, look, what a beautiful bird. I shouted and ran away like a complete fool while he was looking in the direction I had pointed. My head was filled with all kinds of thoughts. I didn't like Dylan at all, but he liked me. What's more, he is willing to shower me with money just for talking to him. And that's when my head exploded. I started talking to Dylan, and then I started pretending that I liked him. And the more I pretended, the more generous he was. It's true, I had to transfer to distance learning. It became dangerous to be in college. Dylan's admirers gave me hell. Of course they thought it was because I was beautiful, so the main blow fell on my appearance. They pelted me with all sorts of nasty stuff and ruined my clothes. But the most cringeworthy part was ahead. They grabbed me and put a lot of self-tanner on me, and one of them took out a hair clipper and shaved me bald. I ended up being a bald bronze statue. But Dylan didn't turn his back on me and started spending even more money on me. And then we flew to Paris, and he proposed to me, right at the top of the Eiffel Tower. I couldn't refuse. It wasn't out of love. But I tried to kid myself that getting married would make him happy, and me, rich. Everyone will remain on the plus side. Ellie didn't approve of my position. That is so low. I don't believe you will do that. You're the one who disapproved of the pursuit of wealth, and now you're one of those dolls? She didn't even look at me turned her back to the window. And then she continued, you're taking advantage of him. I can't believe my friend has turned into such a monster. And we had a fight. She didn't even come to my fancy wedding. Now I was fabulously rich, but that didn't make me any happier. Money didn't warm my soul. And the longer I lived in Dylan's mansion, the worse I felt. Everyone here adored my husband for his kindness. Already at the age of 19, he was contributing huge sums to charity. What's more, as it turned out, he used to be handsome. Dylan ruined his own looks to show everyone that beauty is not the main thing. And he loved me very much. Everyone at the mansion respected and appreciated me, but no one knew what a snake I really was. The situation worsened when I realized I was falling in love with my husband. That's wonderful, you'll say. No, it's a total fiasco, I will answer. At least I used to be able to lie and play my part. But the warmer I felt about him, the harder it was to deal with my conscience. I wish I'd told him the truth right away, but I didn't. I don't know how he found out, but maybe Ellie did. Dee Dee drove away, and I was left in a mansion with people who hated me. 
That's why I was waiting for a cab in the pouring rain. I knew where Dylan was going. That's why I followed him, to tell him how I felt. Dylan, I love you for real. I couldn't hold back my tears, and I hugged him, but he pulled away. Why should I believe you? You're such a good liar. Dylan, I'm ready to lose all the money. I'm ready to go back to that trailer where I spent my entire childhood, as long as you forgive me and believe in my feelings. You don't have to give me a dime for the rest of my life, but I want to be with you. This conversation went on for a long time, and Dylan said he'd give me another chance. But now everyone would be watching me closely. I paid the price for my greed by losing people's trust, lost a friend, and almost lost my husband. There's only one conclusion to be drawn. Greed ruins lives, turning people into animals. Have you ever succumbed to greed? Share your stories in the comments. Like this video and send it to your friends.